episode of the Let's Talk About X podcast. In our small but cozy studio in the basement of the X building, we invite other students and experts to join us to discuss topics that are of interest of you, the students of TU Delft. My name is Siep and I am your host for today. We all know that money matters. Everything we buy has an impact on the world, from the food we buy in the supermarket to the clothes we wear or the chair we are sitting on uh, currently. It all has an impact both socially, of course, on the people that are involved in making it, but also sustainability-wise on the footprint it has. This is tangible, but this is not the only way that our money matters. 70 to 80% of global investments are done by institutional investors like banks, insurance companies, and pension funds. How big is this impact? In what way can we influence this with our own decisions? And is it otherwise possible to change the course of these institutions? We've invited two students, activists, I can say, I think, and pioneers in this field, Nikki Tripp and Katrien Eisenluvel. Thank you for being here, girls. Welcome, nice. Thank you as well for inviting us. Yeah, of course. Uh, Nikki, you're a student at Erasmus University in Global Business and Sustainability, and you founded the organization Shareholders of the Future. Yes. And Katrien, you, with together with your team, of course, uh, you managed to let the National Pension Fund for the Hospitality Industry steer away of fossil fuels, actually, which is really cool. But um, a, a lot of stories to tell. I'm definitely curious uh, about it. But before we dive further into it, maybe, Nikki, for you, what is an uh, institutional investment? Uh, or an institutional, institutional investor. Um, that is an organization or a company that invests money professionally. So they pr- invest money for other people. So not you as an individual, but they collectively invest a lot of money uh, professionally. Yeah. So any money that, that I don't pay or that uh, my family or whoever person doesn't pay, you can see as... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and also they can also invest in things that you as an individual cannot invest in. So they can invest in different things because they have so much money because yeah. they invest on behalf of so many people. Yeah, and and I saw on the internet a quick uh, Google search and found <laughs> 70 to 80% of all Cap- money being spent. Is that actually true? I, if the internet says so, then it should be. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's so much money in these institutional investors, and that's banks, pension funds, insurance companies. Those kind of are the the main uh, institutional investors. Yeah. So you could say that it has a way bigger impact than we do ourselves. It's for quite example. hidden. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Um, now you are both, especially. So we we mentioned uh, pension funds. We have banks. Uh, what were more of, of Institutional investors, yeah, insurance, so companies. insurance companies, like the big money. What in, in normal people may say, like the big money, uh, that is that is them actually. Yeah. Would the national government also be an institutional investor? If they invest uh, in things like if they would invest in stocks or other bonds, I I think they also I- as long as you invest on behalf of other people, then uh, then yes. Yeah. Okay. But nice. not for profit, obviously, yeah, or yeah. Like not in that way. Yeah. And um, you actually are in within all these these things that we just mentioned. I think there are a lot of really kind of logical uh, things to be involved in as a student. <laughs> but I happen to have the two uh, activists of institutional investors uh, that are both active in the pension industry. Maybe how how can this happen? Uh, I I didn't think about pension once. I got a letter once uh, for my work actually that I do for X, but. 
I don't remember even reading it, maybe. Most young people don't. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, the pension sector is the most hidden one, maybe, especially for young people, because pension is f- something for old people, obviously, uh, or obviously, in quotation marks. Uh, so, um, no, that is something that is more hidden. But actually, in the Netherlands, specifically, very interesting, because in the Netherlands, we have a lot of pension money. But I think Katrin should talk first about how she got into it, because that is a wild story. Yeah, yeah I... Um I think, well, just in general terms, why pension funds are so interesting is also because in the Netherlands, why we have such a big pension fund sector is because actually um, companies are obliged to um, to m- uh, to make their uh, employees have, uh, uh, have a pension yeah. fund. So it's actually, you can say it's a sort of taxation because you have to do it. And our government also uh, decides that... Um, you should do this by law to ensure that people have a safe old age and that they can safely retire financially. Um, and this is also s- like a way that I uh, got to be interested in this story because two friends of mine who um, I was living with, they owned a cafe and a restaurant, Café de Keuvel. And um, Joey um, did all the... Joey Holder, he did all the, like the financial administration of his employees. And every month he was obliged to transfer large amounts of money to the pension fund of the hospitality sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a sector uh, pension fund. In Dutch, it's a bedrijfstakspensioenfonds. Um, so, um, so every cafe is obliged to partake in that pension, pension fund. Um, but then he got very frustrated because... With their cafe, they were doing so many great things in terms of sustainability, like choosing the right coffee, um, making milk alternatives cheaper than regular milk. Like they were doing everything they could. And then they had to invest, um, transfer money to this pension fund, which in turn was investing money in fossil fuel companies on behalf of all their participants. So uh, that um, aroused some nice conversations on the breakfast table. And that was also the point that I was looking for, uh, for a topic for my thesis because I was majoring in economics um, while doing the Bachelor of Future Planet Studies, so very climate change focused. And then I thought, wow, this really is why I choose to study economics because I thought the real change is in the big money. So what exactly is this relationship between pension funds and um, and climate change? And pension funds have such a big duty of care towards their participants, but it's just solely focused on the financial side of it, whereas people, mm. of course, well, yeah, what is your pension worth if, uh, if the earth is going to shit? Yeah, I guess that is also <laughs> for me the kind of the... the paradoxical feeling a bit that this pension fund is literally investing in your future and it's investing in s- in the reverse of exactly. our future yeah and i think once you know that you cannot unknow it and even as young people then you get like motivated to get into the sector where there's no young people and our voices aren't heard and sustainability voices aren't really heard but if you know this that so much money is going towards these things like fossil fuels or other unsustainable things or non-social things you can't you can't unknow that um yeah and katrin you infiltrated no oh wow yeah here we're going straight to the um yeah this is actually something that i have been pretty uh, embarrassed about because um the way it started is that i um 
together with Joey and Tone, I sort of like started a campaign to make, well, the pension fund of the hospitality sector divest. And we were, we started very like in a very activist way. Um, help ons het pensioenfonds ontverte halen in Dutch. Yeah. Destroying the pension. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then, um, but I, of course, also just had to write an academic thesis. So at one point I thought, okay, wait, I have to take a step back of this whole activist way of doing this. I actually want to know how this pension fund works. So then I, um, I contacted the pension fund and asked, hey, can I maybe do like a research internship and interview you about how you view uh, climate risk in your investment portfolio? So climate risk is like pensions um, or like big institutional um, investors. They have climate risk uh, because the whole economy is going to transi transition in another way of... Well or it should at least. <laughs> it should. And then um, maybe sectors that were very uh, profitable first suddenly, well disappear hopefully mm -hmm. um, but also they also invest in in physical stuff which is um, might have a big risk of getting destroyed by like big hill storms or yeah. whatever climate disaster you can think of um, and they were actually very positive about me joining them but they were also very ignorant about it and they were like well climate climate risk what is this well the Netherlands bank like the well the, the Dutch, Dutch bank, bank. Yeah, yeah. The national the Dutch bank. National bank. They, they have these memos that they that we actually should think about climate risk, but they didn't really think about it. Um, so it was for me very insightful to get all these perspectives and well, the lack of perspective actually yeah. from them. Um, but then due to some uh, personal circumstances, I had to stop with, well, I just had to take a break from my whole thesis thing. And then in the end, I called them again. Hey, I, I want to come back again. And then they were like, hey, but Katrien, uh, we didn't hear for you from you in a long time. Um, but come on, come on there. Um, and then I, I came there and I was uh, directed to this big room. And then there was an HR man uh, manager and the asset manager that I did the internship with. And they were like, sort of like printed out this, this uh, leaflet of Café de Keuvel. Yeah like help us destroy the pension fund <laughs> and they were asking <laughs> is that you and fortunately i i actually could tell the honest story that i wanted to take a step back take a step back from that activism side so that worked out in the end um but due to the same personal circumstances i had to well i decided to stop with that thesis uh, run <laughs> and uh, half a year later i started again and i made it much more abstract like in more of an abstract almost philosophical way uh, describing the relationship between pension funds and climate change and then after that Joey and Tone suddenly uh, knocked on my door and asked hey what about uh, going into the pension fund of the hospitality sector again and really taking up this campaign again would you like to do the research of that and that actually of course I I took it with both hands I really enjoyed doing it but it also made me very optimistic 
about the pension fund because since I was came there for the first time, so much had changed. Mm -hmm. And their whole website was suddenly with so much more information about climate risk. They were more transparent. And I thought, wow, this is really um, a nice momentum to use and to give even more pressure, to put more pressure on them. And then uh, we uh, I wrote a report about how uh, much of their investment was actually in fossil fuels, something that they didn't know themselves actually because they just weren't interested. Um, and then we uh, came there at the at the table, and what made it very powerful was that we were in fact representing a cafe, which is a participant. Right? Yeah. It is their participant. Client, yeah. 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 Um, and then the uh, Paul Brahms, the director, literally said, well, I hope that your campaign will be very successful because then we might really um, uh, change, Change, yeah, yeah. And, and we might uh, overtuigen, you convince, might convince, me convince yeah. the, um, the real owners of the pension fund, so that's the union and the employers' uh, yeah. organization, so Koninklijke yeah. Horeca Nederland, and in the end we managed. So, um, yeah, there's a nice. lot more stories to be told, yeah, but that's wow. like the basic version. Yeah, the, the basic but, but really nice uh, yeah. version. Yeah, and they are the first pension fund actually um, that divested. So divested is the word that we use yeah. when you uh, de-invest, so yeah. not invest anymore in, for example, fossil fuels. So they're th actually the first Dutch pension fund that divested from uh, fossil fuels uh, and other pension funds followed. Uh, but yeah. that only happened because of their campaign and uh, their perseverance and also their, I, I don't want to say like infiltration, but because of Katrien, yeah. who was also on the inside, who had the knowledge and who could actually do the research. But then also Tone actually also got to be on the inside formally because they asked him to be a representation body and uh, he could also then continue to pressure the board with questions um, and like hello how is the climate doing not well what are you doing like continuing yeah. to do that and that's actually why they divested and now more and more pension funds are divesting also bigger ones because yeah. the hospitality one is like a medium-sized one so also bigger pension funds are divesting and if they're not the pressure is on and uh, they are being forced to do more and sets uh, one and a half degrees or like Paris aligned goals and stuff yeah. like that so a lot is changing in the pension sector yeah that's wow, really cool also a really motivating story anyone can can actually make it and uh, yeah yeah definitely and I go for it yeah to add on that because uh, and thank you for also highlighting tone's importance of yeah. that because I can I've never joined one of those meetings in the um, in verantwoordingsorgaan so that's like the board of representation but I just imagine him every time being there like but what about the divestments yeah that's just great yeah. but I also think what's really great about it is that I'm quite skeptical about like what as an individual you can do in terms of uh, changing the... Maybe the responsibility that you have individually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's, I think, great about this, that we focus on the hospitality pension fund, is that it's sort of like this midway. Like, it's not... We didn't think uh, choose to focus on uh, ABP, because that's the biggest. But we focused on something that actually was representing us. But yeah. then the impact was just much bigger. And I think what's also an um, interesting um, switch of thought that we had during the whole campaign is that first we wanted to sort of make it possible for cafes to choose their own pension fund in order to have more freedom of choice. Because now they cannot choose, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you're obliged to yeah. be with the pension fund that you're assigned. Yeah. Exactly. 
but also during my internship i realized how also how valuable it is that we have um, specific sector pension funds because every sector just have a, has a very distinct demographic. So for example, in the hospitality sector, um, there are lots of young people who won't retire for a long time. Yeah. They make very few money. So it's a very different risk profile. And that makes it actually very valuable to have a pension fund which is specialized on that specific demographic. And also, if you change that whole pension fund, the impact is just so much bigger yeah. than giving the responsibility again to the individuals. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a very important uh, or, well, successful part yeah. of what we've done. Definitely better, I would say, also than uh, if just a few cafe holders would say, I go to the sustainable. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's also, I guess, that's the impact because we're talking about money matters, right? Yeah. And this is the big money because yeah. the pension sector alone in the Netherlands holds over or like has assets under management. So how much like capital they have or in directly also in investments is over is between 1500 and 2000 billion euros. So it is so much money yeah. it is wild yeah. so if you compare that to the dutch government for example just abp divesting so abp going out of fossil fuels because they also ended up uh setting that objective yeah. and they're working on it now slowly um only that that action that's like around 18 uh, billion euros that they're transferring is more than maybe the netherlands spend on climate in years so big money here, like the pension sector, for example, but also um, insurance companies and banks, like their capital, their money, it is so much, it, have, it can have so much impact that it's yeah. really relevant for everyone to know about this. Yeah, nice. And I, I already hear a lot of passionate speaking, <laughs> and uh, Nick, it, uh, the few times that I ran into you uh, uh, has really impressed me on uh, how much you know about this. How did you... Accident became uh, became us uh, here. <laughs> How yeah. did you came? Uh, well, purely accidentally. Uh, it also actually had to do with a thesis story. But uh, I was going to write a thesis about something completely different, and then for Corona reasons, that didn't happen anymore. It was my bachelor thesis, and then another professor offered me a spot. Like it was very late into the th thesis traje trajectory, and I had to completely start over again. And he said, "Well, you can write your thesis with me, but it's about pensions." Do you know anything about this? I was like, I have no idea. But also, I really want to graduate. So at this point, I do not care anymore. I'll learn everything about pensions that I need to learn. So he's like, well, if you're willing to learn, I'm like, yes. So that's why I got into it. And I said, can I at least write it about young people then? Because that was something I really wanted to write about. And then the context would then be pension funds. And he's like, yeah, because there's no research on this. Because young people and pensions are just not a hot topic. So at least I could solve something there. And then also, I could write a bigger um, um, research and publication with him for the whole pension sector um, which also was about not just well-being financial like financially um, but also about broader than financial so that you have uh, like uh, a good like a functioning society and a functioning earth um, uh, to live on when you enjoy that retirement uh, and that's what we wrote on so that really also piqued my interest more and more uh, on how well-being should be much broader than just financial yeah, yeah nice and and so what I was wondering, uh, these uh, divestments, uh, would you say that, for example, ABP, you talked about all these billions of, how much is in fossil fuel? Um, they had 18 billion, I believe. 18 billion in, in fossil fuels. Uh, do we actually see that this is directly going to renewables or do they just stay out of the energy sector? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I guess every fund can decide that on their own. Um, but ABP, I think, has committed to also moving it more to the sustainable energy sector. Um, but they could have also moved it to something that is at least climate neutral, um, because now it's very uh, uh, negative or like very bad for the environment. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but they can choose for that. Yeah, yeah and something important to note in that regard is that... Um, there's still a big priority of pension funds to invest safely, of course, and to have not uh, too much risk for, yeah. well, the financial well-being of their future um, yeah. participants. Um, so it's currently, the m I think, the market of, uh, of fossil fuel companies is around like 10% of the whole market. And the green market just isn't so big anymore. So you simply can't really uh, redirect all that money to, to green sustainable stuff because then you would just have too much of a stake in those companies and therefore... Um, relatively too big. Exactly, yeah. yeah, relatively too big. So like one pension fund would then have too much um, of uh, that market power yeah. in, in that company, which makes it uh, a less safe investment. So. Yeah. I think a big priority just for all the activists listening is just to make the also the green market bigger because that allows also more opportunity for pension funds yeah. to invest money in that those companies. And and when you say the market isn't big enough, do you mean like that for example one uh, wind farm company already has too much investments from these pension funds or because we can also always, I would say, uh, build twice as much <laughs> uh, with this money or <laughs> something. Let's go. Like this, uh um, yeah, it's um, it's more like, for example, if if the whole market, so the whole revenue of the fossil fuel sector is, well, I'm, I'll make just simple simple numbers like thousand, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, the market for green uh, companies just isn't that, that big that anymore. Large, so you that can't large, you can't possibly for ABP. There is not exactly. someone that can spend 18 billion euros yeah. Uh, yeah. quickly on renewables. It exactly. will come, of course, but yeah. And also, it's about that safety, right? Because they that is also something that is an, a bias that they have is that uh, companies that they invested in for years that have gotten like solid returns for years and years and years, like fossil fuel companies like Shell, for example. Yeah. Um, they kind of trust that because they feel like it's a safe investment, uh, but that will change. But now we also need to change the narrative on um, sustainable like um, like markets that you can really invest in that safely uh, because they will only become more and more solid. But right now it is a bit more volatile, which means it can be a bit more dangerous or scary to invest yeah. in that. And they have the uh, obligation to invest as safe as they can. So as uh, people in the climate sector or like in the sustainability sector, we really need to make sure that these markets grow, but also become more solid and like stable. Uh, so that is a safer investment. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I always think of this example of now in the Netherlands, we have this uh, two coal plants that we had in the Rotterdam Harbor area of uh, RWE and Uniper. Yeah. And they have to close down and they're now suing the government for like <laughs> two billion or something Great. of money that they aren't going to see back probably. And I, hope uh, really hope that they won't win this no. lawsuit and i think actually they won't or at least not all their money we see um milieu defense holding shell responsible uh all these fossil companies have to quickly change and they're uh in in really a, a, da a dangerous situation you can say because there's one thing that is secure and that is that we know almost certain and that is that in the coming 30 years 
these companies will completely change. So hopefully, s- yeah, within I would five say years, there's nothing <laughs> more dangerous than than investing in a fossil company. Was that that also like uh, kind of the narrative or or something that they realized, or is it just oh uh, these people are, are screaming, we we don't want to burn our hands or. Uh, no, I, I think that's definitely part of that transition risk that I was talking about earlier. Like our whole economy is now changing. So that means that companies that have had a s- safe return on investment for the last decades now suddenly find themselves in a whole different market. So that's also something that the Nederlandse Bank, the Dutch Bank, um, really um, as a toezichthouder, so like a, uh a supervisor a kind supervi- of, of the market. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, they are really forcing uh, institutional investors to think about those kind of risks and transition risk is definitely a big part of that. Yeah, and I think what you're also trying to say is like we've mentioned divestment, but you also have something called engagement. And engagement is um, a reasoning um, that some institutional investors are using to stay in uh, fossil fuels or keep on investing in it uh, because they think as long as I'm invested in it, I can actually change it. And if I'm out of it, I'm out of it. Um, But first thing we can say is um, that you need to do like at least first of all you need to do something so there's some funds that uh, say they're engaging but they're actually not doing anything yeah. so engagement means for example you can because you have shares of shell you can go to the shell um, meetings and you can vote and you can vote for climate resolutions yeah. for example but if you don't do that then that's no engagement you're just doing nothing so first of all you need to do something and then second of all there's no engagement without divestment because if you really mean it and you say hey shell you need to change this and this and this within two years then if they don't then your engagement stops and you need to divest. You need to get out of there because otherwise your engagement means nothing. You're not being real. But then there's definitely a lot of reasoning why you should at least like uh, um, get your stake to be smaller in these companies or in these sectors. But I think Katrien has very good reasoning as to why the hospitality um, fund actually completely divested. Yeah, or to rephrase it, why we really uh, wanted them to divest instead of um, more actively go towards engagement. And to add on the first point that Nikki was saying, I was looking into, okay, so how does this engagement work for the hospitality pension fund? And they actually outsource it. And I think they outsource it on top of my head to Achmea, I think. Well, A bigger institutional investor. And so they are representing them um, in the big like the big meetings of those the uh, big GAs, the right? share mm. shareholding meetings and like nikki was saying yeah they're mostly v- voting for stuff like organizational stuff and not really having hard claims of this should, should change yeah. and or that should change um and but apart from that um so uh, we also really made it clear that if the core um, business model of a company is solely fossil, then you can't really steer that in a better react in a better direction, like in a future-proof, climate-proof exactly, direction. Exactly, exactly. Because also a lot of uh, like on the balance sheet of those companies, there's also still a lot of value in the ground. So that's yeah. still on the balance sheet. So if you're st- telling them hey you should um, have less emission um, you cannot continue exactly your work of getting extracting yeah because yeah. It's, the it's still in the ground and then they're just cutting themselves in the fingers so 
um, we really made it clear, okay, there are some companies that really can steer in a better reaction. So before this recording started, we were talking about Tata Steel, and I strongly believe that Tata Steel is... Um, Salvageable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like very polluting right now, but that doesn't have to be the case in the future. Yeah. So then engagement can be very valuable to steer it in another direction, in a green hydrogen direction, for example. But companies that are just in the core of fossil extracting fossil fuels, there's no sustainably exactly extracting fossil exactly. fuels, of course. And mm. I think it was a couple of months ago that there were shareholders of Shell that were asking for a split in the company, for yeah. like a more green side of the company and the fossil side. And I think that would be a very good thing because then, of course, pension funds can still be in the in the green side of Shell yeah. because that business case isn't depending on something which is like strongly destroying our future. Um, but yeah, the whole core fossil thing, yeah, there's just no future in it. Definitely. Yeah. And there's more than just the fossil sector that is really inherently has a business model that is very difficult to make future proof or climate proof. So that is something that every pension fund, I think, or like every institutional investor, so every all the big money, they should take the time to check what they're investing in, because sometimes they don't even know or their board doesn't actually exactly know what they're investing in, what the emissions of that are, and then what they can actually change, what they cannot, what they should really get out of before it's too late, before the value really rapidly decreases, and especially with pension funds, the safety is very important, so you should get out of that. Um, so there's a lot of things that they can do, um, and especially also if they're investing passively, so if they're not actively going to shareholder meetings, etc., then you should really go for more Paris-aligned benchmarks or like Paris-aligned portfolios that you invest yeah. in. Um, it's just very important to change the big money now. Yeah, and in, in the report that we showed to, um, to the Dutch Hospitality Pension Fund, um, I also showed that if they divested 10 years ago, then their deckingsgraad, uh, yeah. so just what they would have now, yeah. and which is like under strong pressure for the last decade. Like how much money they would have. Exactly. Uh, would, would be, be way just bigger. way yeah. bigger because there's yeah. just so much more growth in those sectors. And first, um, they always thought that this was, um, they didn't want to strategically invest in uh, certain sectors because they thought it, uh, because pension funds have this um, uh, invest um, according to the passive principle that you can never beat the market. So you always want to put your money exactly in where the market is going exactly. and not where you think it will go. Yeah, or and you there are principles through the whole market. Yes, yeah. and also during like all basic economic uh, university courses, you learn that that passive investment is actually the most profitable yeah. way of investment, mm. and then. Um, betting in a way on hey but maybe this sector might be better in the future is um, deemed as like active investment and then it's more like it's a, a gamble risk, and it's a yeah. gamble and renewable energies innovation of course exactly yeah. scary scary yeah. scary so <laughs> a big part of our argument was um, really proving that this is not just a strategic bet like tech companies or something yeah. it's really um, drastically changing our whole economy as yeah. we know it, and it's of course has the whole moral obligation that they should have at least try to <laughs> invest <laughs> in the right things exactly. so that we have a yeah. planet to live on when we're retired. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe so we talk talk more about this. Okay, this uh, renewable sector or sustainable sector. It's a, it's more of a risk, more of innovation, and of course it is true because it's a really young market. 
what is needed uh, from the government, from ourselves? What would be the main driver that will make this investment for all these institutional investments uh, solid and that they can trust in it and that they, they will do it, not because we want them to and we're screaming for it, but because it's the, the best way to go economically? I think uh, something which is very important, especially for big institutional investors, is just clarity on what the transition, the energy transition, will look like. Because um, if we keep postponing important decisions regarding the energy transition, it will just create large shocks in the financial market. So also the Dutch uh, bank is really advocating for more clarity, and that doesn't and. Like clarity is just the most important thing because we know that some things must change. Better we have a clear pathway of how we should do it so that financial um, asset, uh, in financial institution uh, can uh, anticipate on that. And I think that's very yeah. important. The yeah. more time they have to anticipate, the less like transition like shocks we'll have because there will be some transition pain already because now we need to go quite quickly yeah. because we've postponed it for so long and now things really need to happen before we go right through that carbon budget. Uh, but still we want to reduce the transition pain as much as possible because that will also hurt maybe the like the pension um, the pensions of people um, so that is something that we definitely need but I think also individuals and like participants of pension funds or people who have a bank account which I think most people do uh, nowadays yeah. huh? and uh, or are insured I, I'm pretty sure it's mandatory in the Netherlands so that is something um, so everyone is part of this big money um, yeah. and and your money or the money that you're paying or even your debt, um, which is like your anti-money, I guess, or the money you don't have, but you're in debt. That is all part of this bigger, big money sector. Yeah. So you definitely have influence and you definitely kind of have um, the right to influence it. So that's something that with shareholders of the future, uh, where uh, a couple of youth organizations together advocating for young people specifically, but it really goes for everyone to be empowered that you have the right to speak up and even like your money, even though you're a student and you at all times have not more than four euros on your bank account, yeah. it is worth something and it means that you can say something about it. Yeah. And even if you're not a participant or not a client at Rabobank, but uh, also equally worse or like equally bad at the ING, um, that you still have the right to say something about it because they're ruining your future. Yeah. Uh, so I think we really try and empower people and educate them on what big money is, but then also help and empower them to say something about it and let the uh, big money know or like let these institutional investors know that they really need to change something and that change is coming. Like the transition, maybe the boomers right now aren't doing it, but we will make sure it will happen because it needs to happen. So the transition will come and they better be on the right side of history and that is something we all need to advocate for. Nice. Good words. <laughs> so indeed, we're slowly from this really large picture, we're slowly coming closer to, I guess, our student lives. So, of course, our bank account, there might not be a lot of money in it, but it's a way we contribute to uh, yeah. institutional investments. Our uh, insurance, uh, maybe do you have some tips or what? Well, there's two options here. One is that you change your bank accounts or like your insurer, uh, like Azer, Azen, uh, Triodos, like they're more sustainable insurers or banks. But you can also stay at your bank now um, or at your insurer now and 
use that power because then you're their client, like you're their direct client, to use that power to actually uh, talk to them. Because, for example, ING, Rabobank, and ABN Ambro were all very bad for the environment currently. Um, they own or they have 80% of the markets. Um, of the bank market. So that's so much that you can go to a very small bank and hope that a lot of people follow, but that's a lot of uh, like trouble to go through uh, or like a lot of people won't do it. So it may be more effective to stay at the bank you're at now and try and change that bank. Because if you change a big bank and like their investment, that is the real big money that you're changing. Yeah. And for pension funds, you don't have a choice where to go. So that is something you can easily change. But for example, if you're not... If you're a student, you don't have an actual job or not a job where you like you build a pension, you're a future pension um, participant, um, then with shareholders of the future, we still try and give you a voice uh, to already talk to these pension funds yeah. and say like, hey, I'm not a member yet, but I will at one point. And you're already screwing up my future now, so I... I will try and stop you now yeah. uh, and steer you in the right direction. Yeah, and I guess because like one of uh, my biggest expenses is of course my uh, tuition uh, fee to Ouch. the TU Delft, and yeah. uh, I'm also paying indirectly for through ABP. the teachers for ABP. So yeah, it's for it's, the it's I I loan money from the government that's actually paying for that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and that is also I think why even though you're not a direct participant, you fully have the right to talk to ABP and like, hey, ABP, what's up? Uh, my future, not so bright because of your investment. Uh, let me change that or let me talk to you and see how we can change that. And it's also nice to note that actually this whole divestment movement started at universities because there were lots of students like us who were frustrated by um, the the negative power of big money, and it isn't just via uh, pension funds like ABP, but also universities are big asset owners themselves yeah. and uh, invest themselves also in um, uh, via institutional uh, investors. investors in fossil fuels. So that's actually how this whole movement that's started. True. I forgot. Yeah, because for example, big universities, also like in England or America, they you wouldn't know, but they have so much money, like old money, yeah. um, and that money if that would be invested differently that would also make so much of a difference so like it's very interesting as soon as you know this where the big money is and there you can try and make impact or start yeah. your impact and it's very exciting and, and is there maybe so we already mentioned this one i i, I mentioned a quite hidden one i think is there another one that we're forgetting that's secretly uh, earning a lot of money on our backs or on Ooh. what we do well i think maybe i we already talked about it, but pension is something if you work yeah. full time, for example, then one day a week, one, one yeah. day a week, you work for your pension money. Like w immediately, like Joey was That's doing for crazy. the Keufel, like immediately, uh, if someone works five days a week, one day of that uh, week of that payment, you immediately transfer to the pension fund. Yeah. It's so <laughs> much money that I think that's the most hidden one. Um, and the biggest one, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe for, because we're... Uh, we're almost uh, on time again. Like we can talk a lot more about this. I can go 10 steps back deeper into it. But I think we got quite a nice picture and uh, definitely an idea of where all this money goes. Do you have uh, a final takeaway for the students? Like they're now on their podcast app. They're closing it down. What is the first thing that they should do when they close it? Um, 
Well, I think just think about what is your way if in how you want to make a difference in the world because it's not the same for everyone. And that's what I loved in the cooperation with uh, Joey and Tone and other people that were on our team was that everybody had their own strength. And for me personally, I don't really like to stand on the barricades and to, to, to kick and shout. I want to do thorough research. But that doesn't mean that not every person um, like way of activism is just so valuable and you can contribute in so many ways um, so I think for me that's the biggest takeaway that you need all kinds of activism um, in a team or just in a country to really make a change beautiful nice, nice. and I think I want to add on to that that also young people like feel empowered it is your right to say something about big money even though it is like governed by uh, old white men boomers um, like you still have the right to say something about that it's about your future and maybe something you can easily do is if, if, if you ever had a job in hospitality which a lot of students do or if you have a job at the uni university or something else check uh, which pension fund you have because most people actually don't know where their pension money goes yeah. so maybe check that out and maybe write them a letter and be like hey what's up where's my money going and is it really going towards my future that i can live on a livable planet when i'm yeah. retired any email that they get will definitely add to the pile of okay we might yeah, have and to you do can something check yeah. out aanhouders van de toekomst but also groen pension so green pension they help you address your pension fund ah nice Okay, girls, thank you so much uh, for this uh, lovely uh, discussion. Well, thank you. And yeah, thank as you always, for, uh, for you listeners, uh, we, are, we are a community-based podcast, of course. So if you have any idea for a nice topic, you have a cool story, definitely uh, get in touch uh, with us through uh, Instagram. So thank you again for listening.